Struggling to keep track of your story and world? Archivos is for you! More intuitive than a wiki, more extensible than Scrivener, Archivos builds your story bible into your personal, always-on tactical display. Graphical relationship charting, continuity tools, this thing has it all, with bonus options for fan engagement and real-time collaboration. Archivos. Story world management done right www.archivos.digital. That's www.archivos.digital. Welcome to The Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Today we have feedback from Roland in the ongoing conversation about franchise decay. This one <laughs> is about Battlestar Galactica. Roland says, I was a big fan of Battlestar Galactica. I had a couple of problems along the way, but still enjoyed it. Most of the issues were just dumb. But now, like you pointed out, they arrived on our Earth way too early to have influenced culture like their names and practices imply. I know, right? I always assumed they'd ended up here about 5,000 years ago, so the name Thrace could mean something. Yes! 150,000 years ago is much too long. I groaned when I saw how young Early Man was when they landed. Mm -hmm. The other day, when you pointed out the accidental erasure that the show caused by their timeline, it has really made me think. Implying that the Colonials and Cylons made us what we are today erases all that Early Man did to become us on our own. I know it's fiction, but fuck off, BSG. Oh, and thanks for probably killing the Neanderthals off with your space germs. <laughs> no, right? Uh, yeah, that, that was the problem I had. And that's the problem I had with all the ancient aliens crap, because it does the same thing. But um, even though, you know, the, the idea is kind of fun and creatively fertile, and if someone with any sort of courage was writing, say, the Stargate television series... It could have gone some really interesting places. Um, on Neanderthals, oh boy, talk, talk about tying two meta-conversations together. We've uh, talked about uh, how the progress of science has sort of uh, ruined the one of the conceits in the Clark Lantham series. Um, uh, I just read another article about it, and I'm just like, oh man! So... In the Clark Lantham series, one of the driving issues in the meta-continuity is a mad scientist's uh, attempt to resurrect the Neanderthals. And I wrote it back at a time when the consensus was that Neanderthals were basically sort of wild humans that had a slightly different culture and whatnot. Since then, there have been some more discoveries, both in terms of being able to figure out what a what a gene sequence is likely to do and how it expresses, and partly in terms of artifact discoveries, that show that the Neanderthals weren't exactly like the kinds of humans that we are. They were more sort of like Tolkien's orcs. Mm. They would have been full-body furry, really intelligent, and fairly rapacious, and may well have been the basis for all of the mythologies about yetis, yetis and, and wild forest creatures and orcs and ravening werewolf monsters that come out of the forest and all mm. of that stuff, which is way more interesting. But it, of course, does 
totally ruin my mystery series. So you, <laughs> there's going to come a point where I have to put a forward in the first Clark Lantham book that says, the conceit in this book is based upon the state of research as of 2010, and mm. things have moved on. So please take that as the gimme. But, yeah, um, if you look up online um, some of the new stuff that's out on Neanderthals and the relationship to Tolkien's orcs, you're going to find some fun stuff. Nice. So, anyway, uh, not that that had anything to do with the question, but um, or not that that had anything to do with your comment, but uh, since we read your comment so fast, I figured I ought to supply a little more value for money where listening is concerned and get at least up to a five-minute episode. So... But uh, thank you very much for sending it in, Roland. It's always good to hear from you and to keep these ongoing conversation threads going. I totally dig it. We'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written by J. Daniel Sawyer and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty McKeon and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text is copyright 2021 J. Daniel Sawyer and the production is copyright 2021 Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License and all other rights are reserved to their respective owners. Join the conversation. Submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat. Or find me at jdsawyeronminds.com or hit me at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.